Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Die by the Sword podcast. We have a very special Father's Day episode prepared for you. I was supposed to be on this episode, but then I had catastrophic internet failure, and instead I'm just recording the intro. So you get to hear the other fathers on the show going through an adventure with their respective children. So that is wonderful and a lot of fun. Wanted to say hi and thank you and thumbs up to all the dads out there. You're very important to your children's lives. And a usual thank yous. Want to say thank you to Midnight Syndicate for the wonderful music, and thank you to Sword Coast Soundscapes for the wonderful sound effects. Alrighty, wish I could have been here, but technology is technology, so enjoy the rest of the dads and kids going through this adventure. Bye. Hey, happy Father's Day, everybody. Hey, thanks. Happy Father's Day, all of us. You know what? It is a shame. We tried to get Richard on here, but... We did. I mean, he just had technical difficulties. Because it was going to be a fun and unique episode where Richard actually GM'd and I got to play. Yeah, that would have been fun. Finally, we get to see the rules lawyer in action. In full, full action. And full force. <laughs> full glory. Well, actually, usually when he GMs, then I'm the rules lawyer. Because it's hard to remember all the rules when you're GMing. When's the last time you actually got to play, Gary? The last time I actually got to play, uh, when was the last time we played Reign of Winter? Oh my gosh, really? That was the last time I got to play. That was a long time ago. Probably over a year ago. But hey, we're playing right now, and you know what? We got some special guests. We do have some special guests. Because it's a Father's Day episode, and we've got some fathers on the cast, we decided to invite our kids along to play. That's right. So why don't we introduce them? Um, my name is Dakota. Dakota, yes. And then we have his cousin with him. Uh, hi, my name is Edward. What's up? <laughs> and then Gary has his daughter. Hey, yeah, here she is. Hi, I'm Mariah. <laughs> hey, Mariah. So we've got a special episode kind of bringing these guys along. The adults are playing fourth level characters and the kids are playing first level characters. And we're basically taking the kids on their first dungeon crawl. Of course, this isn't their first dungeon crawl. I've, I've played Dungeons and Dragons before. Yep. Edward's played Dungeons and Dragons, and then... I played four times. All right. So we've got some new characters to bring into the show then. I guess I'll start it off. I'm GMing, but I'm also going to be playing a character in this one. So double duty for me. But the character I will be playing is named Dodd, and he is a catfolk sorcerer of the Elemental Bloodline. And then I am going to play a Tengu, which if you don't know what that is, it's a, it's like a bird folk, a crow, basically. Um, and I will be a cleric. Dakota, what character are you playing? I'm playing a character that is named Terror. He is a catfolk ninja. Catfolk ninja. Oh, I forgot to say my name. My name is going to be DD. Edward? Um, my na- Mine is Kata. He is a elf samurai. Elf Samurai. All right, Gary, what are you guys playing? Hey, we are both uh, Ogreds, and uh, they are very stout humanoid, or human uh, descendants with uh, like an elemental, earth elemental in their background. I am a shaman uh, named Yrag. Um, I'm a uh, barbarian dreadnought named Yang. So I have a question. Is it like if if you watch Doctor Who, I, I imagine them looking like Saltarans? 
Yeah, I think kind of like that, but sh- a little more stout, shorter and stout, kind of like a like a dwarf almost, but a little bit bigger. And uh, like my character, he uh, I feel like he's um, he's kind of got a um, some earth earthiness to him. Like his his skin tone is kind of like a grayish, like rock. His beard hair is almost like straw instead of hair. It looks like straw. And uh, he's got some uh, like piercing kind of like green gym like eyes almost. Hmm. What about Yang? Mine? Okay, so it's like really thick hair, blue eyes, um, you know, really strong. Oh yeah, as a barbarian, yeah, you have to be pretty strong. This is true. I've played a few barbarians and they're a lot of fun to play. Isn't that like the whole thing about barbarians? Mm-hmm. They are strong. Uh, my cat folk is a, he's a black cat because black cats are my favorite. I thought about going with the orange tabby just to play with the ginger thing, but I decided against it. Well, you don't have to because what color is your cat, Dakota? Mine is the orange tabby. So I didn't have to do the orange tabby because my kiddo did it for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We uh, ready to jump on right into the story? Yes. Okay, let's do this. Okay. But we don't have anything else to do. So. <laughs> In the depths of the Osirian Desert, a sandstorm has recently uncovered a mighty pyramid that was buried beneath the sand for ages. Lost for centuries, the pyramid has not yet revealed its secrets. But one crumbling papyrus scroll found in the Great Library of Tefu contains references to the tomb of an ancient Osirian king known only as the Pharaoh of Sphinxes. Word of the pyramid's discovery has spread far and fast. Archaeologists, explorers, and tomb robbers from across the inner sea are gathering in Osirian's taverns and inns to plan expeditions into the desert, each vying to be the first to plunder the tomb's treasures. An incredible man-made mountain, the pyramid rises out of the desert sands, a relic of an earlier age. Its limestone casing blocks are weathered from millennia of scouring sands, but the structure seems solid and intact. A stone wall, buttressed by drifts of sand, surrounds the entire structure. To the east stands a squat stone building, connected to the pyramid by a long covered causeway. No visible entrances to the pyramid's interior can be seen. You find a way. You make your way inside. You find yourself inside a room with tall, pink granite columns carved and painted to resemble palm trees standing around the perimeter of this chamber, supporting the barrel vault of the ceiling. Slabs of some pink granite line the walls. A stone sarcophagus stands alone in the limestone floor in the center of the room. Beyond, a dark doorway leads deeper into the pyramid and to the west. So are we at, at the... We're, we're inside the pyramid, correct? You are inside the pyramid. Okay. Good. Okay, so what I'm going to say is... Are you boys ready? Yes. Yes. I mean, of course I am. Well, this, this is this is like a test. We're testing you. Why would you need to test us? To see if you're ready to be warriors. But don't worry. Good point. Good we'll point. be right here. Hi, lass. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, we do see a room here, and there's a sarcophagus in front. Should we investigate the sarcophagus or move to one of the other hallways we see? It's a trap. It's definitely a trap. We can't do that. Well, what do you want to do, Tara? I don't know. Hmm. Well, do we think they should check out the sarcophagus or move on to a new room? 
I've always loved a good sarcophagus checking out. I, I, I don't know if that's a... If that's... Open it. Open it now. Okay. Open it. Open it. Open okay. it. Open it. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll open it. So, who is going to be the first to reach out and touch the sarcophagus? I'll do it. Alright. So she's gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm good. <laughs> so the barbarian is the one doing it? Alright, looks like so Yang's gonna move up north towards the uh, sarcophagus. Um, so what are you gonna do? I'm gonna try and push the lid off. Okay. As you reach out to touch the lid to, to push it off, your hand sticks to the sarcophagus, and the sarcophagus grows teeth and starts has these tendrils reaching out from around it. I knew it. We found a mimic. I knew Uh-oh. it. Something that obvious would not be a, just a normal sarcophagus. So, do you guys know what a mimic is? Um, yeah, Isn't it's it like, like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a monster that looks like a chest and hides, but whenever people try to open it, it'll come and attack them. It has like a mouth inside of it, and it'll try to eat them. That is exactly right. Uh, all right, and since it is waking up to attack, we are rolling for initiative. Okay, Irog, what is your initiative? I got an eight. Eight. Yang. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. I got a twenty-three. Eighty. Fourteen. Fourteen. Who has the higher initiative bonus between Yang and B? I have one. I have one. Roll off. Roll off. off. It says roll a d20 and don't add anything to it. Three. Fifteen. All right. So Yang would do four. Uh, okay. Terror. Five. Five. Kata. One. You got a one? I got a one. You have no initiative bonus? Um, oh wait, I have a plus two. So you have three. So, actually, Terror, tell them what you got because you forgot your initiative bonus. I got eight, actually. Okay, so I eight. I'm disappointed in myself. So we are starting the initiative off with Dodd. I got a high bonus because I, I took improved initiative. So Dodd is going to take a five-foot step up, reach up, and tap Yang on the shoulder and cast Resistance. So this will give you a plus one bonus when you make your save to get away. Uh, next up is the Mimic. The Mimic is going to try a slam attack against... Mm, I'll say it will have a slam attack against... Me. Wow. Fighting myself. Huh. Figured I'd be nice on the first round. <laughs> you don't have to be nice. The mimic can be a strong monster, and I don't want it to I don't want to kill the first level creature oh, on the really? first first creature. Attack. You don't even recognize us as, as members, you just you just call us creatures. Yep, when I'm when I'm the bad guy, <laughs> you're just a creature. You're just yeah. We have no human we, us we have no we have no rights. We're just creatures. So I rolled a... It's a natural 2, so that would be a total of a 12, which just misses. <laughs> and um, so when we played, and he was the DM, and he had uh, his lime green, and I was about to chastise him for being so hard on these children, and he rolls a 2. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been using the, the lime green die in quite a while. I have another set that I've been using for the show, but I figured I'd break it out for this fun game. It's my GM guy. 
Okay. Uh, Yang, it is your turn. Okay. Okay. So, I'm gonna attack the mimic. Okay. And try to attack it, or do you want to try to get away first? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna try and get away. Okay. Thirteen. Thirteen? Not quite enough. So you're still stuck. Sounds to me like she should have hit it. Maybe she should have. <laughs> Didi. Um, so I am going to, uh, let's see, how far am I? Okay, so what I am going to do is, do I have enough movement speed to get uh, Caddy Corner and back? Kind of Caddy Corner to where Yang is? Yes. So I'm going to move there while drawing my uh, crossbow, my, my, my light crossbow. Okay. Uh, and can I fire? You can. Uh, it is in melee. Okay, so he sees the kid, you know, stuck. So he's just, he panicked. He's a bird brain. Mm-hmm. So he's going to fire his crossbow bolt. All right. That's a good roll. Um, 20. That's a hit. Okay, so that is four. Five. Five points of damage. Okay, the creature has taken five points of damage. Yeah, first blood. First blood. Uh, next up is Yirog. Alright, so Yirog's a little, uh, just a little bit nervous how things are going with uh, being his daughter and all. So he's going to take the uh, ten foot step up to where he's behind uh, his daughter, and he's going to use his long spear to try to, try to stab it, poke it a little bit. Alright, go for it. Twelve. Twelve misses. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a little distracted, maybe. Yeah. He's okay. so flustered seeing his daughter in, in, a, in a situation like that. Right. Terror, it is your turn. What do you want to do? Do you want to attack it? I would like to use my blowgun to see if I can attack it with that. Okay. I have gotten seven points. Okay. And I've missed. Yep. Seven is a miss. Okay. Next up is Kata. Um, I just have a question. Mm-hmm. How long does Scythe reach in this game? Uh, does it say reach on your weapon? No. Then it would just be five feet. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I would like to use that to attack him. Okay. Um, 16. A 16 hits... Yeah. So then you'll roll your damage. Eight. So eight points of damage. However, I need you now to make a reflex save. Oh, um, uh, so 22 altogether. 22 altogether? You're able to pull your weapon away just in time before it attaches to the mimic. That is a great reflex save. That is a fantastic reflex save. Okay. Uh... Going back to the top of the round with me, and I am going to cast Magic Missile. So yeah, I get two missiles. So that is five points of force damage as these little rockets of energy fly out of my hand and into the Mimic. Next up is the Mimic, and it is going to release the grapple on Yang, take a five-foot step, and it is going to try to slam Dee Dee. Okay, first of all, that's rude. Second of all, do mimics have feet? Well, <laughs> it's going to do like a five-foot slither on its shuffle. 
Yeah, I don't have my feet. What I've seen in games, they just like hop around. <laughs> and and that that's a natural twenty. <laughs> oh. oh. Not twenty. Wow. Let's see, rolling to confirm. It's not a named character, right? No quick card. No quick card, but can still do double damage. And that's a twenty-five to confirm. <laughs> wow. That confirms. And he got a natural twenty. Okay. And that is uh, 26 points of damage. Oh my gosh. Stop. Stop. That's what happens when you get a critical. You do double damage. I am bloodied. Should it, should it try to reach out and grapple you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll try it. It's only a natural six. So. That does not beat my CMD. So you're not grappled. You just took a big old hit. Alright, next up is Yang. You're no longer uh, stuck to the mimic. Okay, so I want to attack it. Okay. Since she's so close, if she draws her sword, does that provoke an attack of opportunity, or can she still draw her sword? Nope, drawing a weapon does not provoke. So I can do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So she has a great sword. Yes, I have a great sword. Awesome sword. <laughs> it's the greatest it's the, sword it's ever. In, yeah. I made it myself. Greatest sword <laughs> ever. <laughs> 23. 23 is a hit. Nine. Nine points of damage? Alright. This thing is on its last tentacles. <laughs> Since it doesn't have legs. I guess it kind of has like a hundred little legs on like, ugh, I don't even want to picture that. Ew. No, no. Stop. No. Just <laughs> don't. I can show you a picture of what it looks like. Kids are going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> That's creepy. Oh, yeah. It really is. Alright. Uh, next up is Dee Dee. Uh, so, I'm going to take my five foot step back and fire at it. Okay. Five step back and fire. Um, 14. 14 is a miss. Boom. E-Rod. Um, okay. I'm gonna take my five foot step back and uh, take a little stabby stab at him. Okay. And that is an eight. An eight? Total? Yep. Yeah, yeah total. Yeah, that's a miss. Ooh, man. So far, my daughter's really showing me up here. You're right. <laughs> All right, so a stab and a miss from Yirog. Uh, Terror, what would you like to do? I would like to attack. Okay. Which weapon are you using to attack? I am going to use my quarter staff. It's like a Donatello ninja. Right? Six. Six total? Six total. That is a miss. Oh no, everyone's missing. Uh, that will bring us around to Kada. This guy's sticky and slippery. Right? Okay. Six. Six? Wait, no, wait, no. Uh, four, so ten. Ten is still a miss. Okay. I don't know what we try to teach these children. Are we trying to teach them to lose with grace? Uh, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even if even if you try to teach me, it ain't gonna work. 
This is when we're all horrible, but we're all equally horrible. <laughs> okay. Uh, from where I am, I am going to use my elemental bloodline ability and cast an elemental ray. So this will be a ranged touch attack against this creature. And miss with a 12. <laughs> Even the touch, uh, range touch? Uh, maybe touch. Let me double check. Touch. Nope, I hit touch. Oh, there you go. We got him. <laughs> I hit touch hey. by one. There we go. <laughs> so that is a, a whopping two points. No, hang on. Oh, that's three, that's three points of damage, which is enough to kill it. <laughs> we did it. Yay, first kill. With um, the ray. <laughs> am I the only one who took damage? Luck is on your side, yes. young one. <laughs> I'm the only one who took damage. Alright, so we have defeated this mimic. They are nasty creatures. Disgusting. Indeed. So many teeth. Gross. So it looks like we can go uh, three different directions. Do we go north? Do we go to the west? Or do we go to the east? West. Wait, no. Ah, you chose it, so maybe terror. Which way? North. Okay. North it is. So Dodd will lead the way. Okay. I just used uh, nine po- nine charges of this wand. Wow. <laughs> I got hit really, really hard. You did. Leave some for the rest of us. <laughs> okay. So as we enter this room, moving north, and Dee Dee finishes wanding himself a lot with uh, the cure lights, you enter a sanctuary black granite statue of a pharaoh stands on the polished alabaster floor in the center of this chamber beneath a vaulted limestone ceiling, decorated with gilt stars. Destroy it quick, now, now, now. (laughs) An engraved panel of granite stands against the western wall, carved to resemble a door. A flat granite slab lies on the floor in front of the false door. So, as we're looking around this room, Dodd is going to cast Detect Magic. Okay. And as he does Detect Magic, he does see a few of the carvings in the floor radiate magic. So, he is going to do a spellcraft check to try to figure out what they say. Okay, with a 25, he is able to determine that one of the prayers that is carved into the, the ground on the floor is the Remove Curse spell. So we were supposed to find these. You can use the, the writing to remove any curses you may have on you, but nobody has a curse right now, so it didn't really do much. Uh, setting this up, I would beg to differ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did seem cursed from the beginning. That's, that's <laughs> true. That is fair. So we... Uh, as a party, read it, and we have no more technical difficulties. <laughs> There's not a lot more to see in here. The two little alcoves to the side find a two smaller rooms here with uh, shrines to the ancient Osirian gods. Uh, there's a little bit more magic in here. There's a bronze scroll case containing a pap- papyrus with a scroll of searing light. Well, I mean, as a spellcaster. It is not on my spell list. It is on the cleric or oracle spell list. Hey, guess what I am? Inquis- and Inquisitor and the Glory and Sun domain. So, I'm guessing that one should go to the cleric. Sounds like it. Should we go to the 
east or to the west? Wait, we're choosing. Nope, Yang is choosing. Who is? Yin? Yang? I don't remember which one. Yang. <laughs> <laughs> with me, I don't um, write things down. <laughs> Let's go east. East. East it is. Uh, good choice, lass. As we make our way around to the east, we find a room that has two ornate wooden chariots sitting upon platforms in the chamber, positioned as if ready to charge across the desert sands outside, though no mounts are harnessed to their yokes. Chamber's walls are carved in relief with scenes of charioting, racing, and war. You also see, standing in this room, Six skeletons standing with bows and arrows, and they come to life and ready their bows and arrows, and we're rolling for initiative again. Oh, here we go. Oh, boo. Well, I'm still shaking from before, so I got a total of two. All right, Yang, what is your initiative? Uh, three. Is it three? Yes. Okay. Yirog. A 13. 13. Terror. 8. 8. And Kata. A 9. 9 for Kata. Wow. Like we weren't paying attention. And my initiative was 821. So, once again, I go first. <laughs> that whole approved initiative thing, having a plus 7 bonus is nice. Yeah. So, Dodd is going to move up about 20 feet, and he is going to cast Burning Hands. And this is a cone-shaped spell, so it will target three of these six skeletons. And they each take seven points of damage, which is enough to destroy three of them. You don't have to make reflex save. See, it's hard to play <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Phil's going to ask for extra homework later. Alright, so, and making the reflex saves, two of them fail, one passes, so two of them are gone, one of them still stands. Sorry, you guys. Okay, but now we're only down to four skeletons, and next up in the initiative is the skeletons. So the skeletons, one of them will make its way down to Yang, and... Two will make their way over to Dodd, and one just has nothing he can really do. Because he can't <laughs> get to anybody. Actually, yeah, he can. Because that one from the back. They have bows and arrows, so they can fire from a distance. Uh, that one can't fire that much. No, but they have their claws and stuff that they oh, can that's, use. That's right, I forgot about They have other weapons. They Na have natural weapons. They have natural weapons. Okay, so the two that are attacking Dodd will attack with a single claw. The first one rolls a natural one. <laughs> roll to confirm. And a natural one to confirm. <laughs> roll, roll one time to see if it dies. <laughs> no, that's a ten. Oh. There's a one in it, though. Okay, so that one misses. The second one, natural two. Uh, and then the one that is right in front of Yang. We'll try to attack. That's a six, so that's a miss. And the one in the back will fire his his bow and arrow. We'll fire the arrow from his bow. 
And take a negative because he's firing into melee. So he gets a negative one. <laughs> so that's that's a that is actually a double fail then. Right. Super failure. These are not the most uh, efficient skeletons. Alright, Erog. Alright. He is going to since it's kind of a narrow that they're working chamber they're working with. He has his uh, daughter in front of him, so he is going to he's going to cast uh, Ancestor's Council on her. As a, uh, as a standard action, uh, call upon Ancestors to provide advice and assistance to one ally, and the ally gains a plus two bonus to any attack roll, saving throw, ability check, or skill check made before the beginning of my next turn. Awesome. Nice little buff spell. Yeah. Okay. That will bring us to Kata. Um, so I guess I'll just use the same move that I've been using this entire time and use my scythe. Um, 19. On the die? Plus? Uh, plus 2. That's a hit. 21. So roll your damage. Uh, plus 9. So give him the bad news. So it's 9 points of damage. Yeah. However, since they are skeletons and you're using a slashing weapon as a scythe, it does less damage. It does five points less. So you hit him for four. four. You hit him for four. But the good news is skeletons don't have very many hit points, and so you kill that skeleton. <laughs> so that's why there's a lot of them. I thought, would, I thought you were just going to make this impossible. <laughs> skeletons can get out of hand really quickly, but they do have low hit points. Okay, next up is Terror. I am going to attack with my... Quarterstaff. Okay. So you're stepping up next to Dodd and using your quarterstaff to attack. And 13 total. 13 is a miss. So you just right over his head. Right over his head. But you have the right idea of using the quarterstaff. Yang. Okay. Um, I'm angry. Can I... Wait, you wanted to rage? No, sorry. No. Can I charge the one that's like 20 feet in front of me? You can. You do have a straight line to hit him. Yes. So can I do that? You sure can. So add add plus two to your attack for charging. And then you get the plus to attack from me also, the plus two from, from my thing. So plus four total. 19. 19 hits. Okay. 14. 14. So even with the minus five for using the the great sword, you still obliterate this uh, skeleton that is right in front of you. It's just a puff of bones. <laughs> she just raised the sword over, his, over her head and he just like collapsed into bones. Didn't even have to hit him. Could have been sawed through. Alright, next up is Didi. Well, I was going to save the day with a channel, but I think I'm going to save it because we are kicking their butts. We kind of are. So what I'm going to do is go to the correct character sheet so I can see what I've got. And I am going to pull out my Morning Star, my plus one Morning Star. All right. And I can get it. Yep. You get that one. So I'm going to swing my Morning Star around my head and whack it. Ooh, natural 19. So I'm guessing that's going to hit. That'll hit. And then 1d8 plus 2. 5, 6, 7. 
seven points. And you're using a bludgeoning weapon. It is a morning star, bludgeoning and piercing. Therefore, all of that damage goes through, and it is dead. So, I think we should just taunt this last one. Taunted mercilessly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could talk about his teeth, Diego style. <laughs> right. <laughs> Our friend Diego says you have gingivitis. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to back away and let terror make the killing blow on this one. So that'll be the skeleton's turn. The skeleton will move toward me and try to attack me. He only took a five-foot step, so he can use both claws. Hits with a 20, and the second claw hits with a 14. So both claws hit. And Dodd takes seven points of damage from the two claws. All right. Moving on, it is Erog's turn. Let's see. He's going to move up onto the dais... uh near Terror, and he's going to do the same thing for Terror that he did for his daughter, and cast the Ancestor's Council on him as well. Awesome. So he'll get the same plus two bonus on his attack roll, or saving throw, ability check, or skill check. Very good. Okay. Kata, you would be next. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I spaced out. I spaced out. Sorry. Um, so, I guess I'll use the sling. So, with a slingshot. Okay, a sling. You so basically you're swinging something over your head and throwing a rock with, oh, okay. with a sling. Um, eighteen. That's probably gonna hit. Plus uh, three. So eighteen plus three. You are firing into melee, but that is still enough to hit. Uh, seven. Seven. Uh, well, four plus three. That was that's to, that's to attack. So the the damage is probably just the four, because usually with the sling, you don't really add anything to it. Did you get a natural four on that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it is still barely standing, and it is Terror's turn. All right, Terror. You got this. Attack him with the bow staff again. I am going to attack with my horror staff again. Okay. Roll that d20. Natural 20. Oh. Roll it again if you confirm. Uh, that's not a confirm. Is it a four? Yeah. Yeah, that's a four, but you, uh, five, six, and then he gets plus, plus two more, seven, eight. Seven, eight. Still a miss, but you do hit with the natural 20, so you get to roll your damage now. I had no idea that there were um, ice cream trucks in the desert. I didn't either. <laughs> Nine points of damage. Nine, Nine points of damage. Nine? Nine. And that skeleton is gone <laughs> alright good job good job everyone so before we start moving on uh, <clears throat> Erog sees that Kata had a uh, sling and so he pulls he reaches into his pouch and he pulls out three glowing pebbles and he hands them to him and he says here lad you'll make good use of these thank you and so yeah these pebbles they'll deal 1d6 plus 1 points of damage uh, or if the target is undead, which I wish I'd uh, thought of this earlier, uh, they'll deal two d six point uh, plus two points of damage from the sling. We keep heading north. Yeah, uh, it's as good a direction as any. Okay, so we continue north, and we find a a large chamber with huge granite slabs 
forming the peaked roof of this chamber, the walls of which are incised with thousands of tiny hieroglyphs. In the center of the chamber lies an open stone sarcophagus, its granite lid cracked and broken on the floor next to it. A beautifully decorated wooden coffin lies inside, its lid also askew. Four alabaster canopic jars stand like guardians at the foot of the sarcophagus, while various grave goods lie heaped around the walls of this chamber. As you enter this room, you hear a voice laughing. <laughs> I was wondering when you'd come in here. And we're rolling for initiative as a mummy makes his way into the room. Uh-oh. Oh no, oh no, I'm out of here. Is, that, oh, no. is this poetic justice? Do some good? I don't know, that we're I... fighting a mummy on Father's Day? I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, that is a 19 for Dodd on the initiative. Mirog. Uh, 20. 20. Hata. Um, 14. 14. Terror. 13. 13. Yang. 15. 15. Didi. 14. 14. So, Didi and Kata, who has the higher initiative modifier? I have plus one. Uh, plus two. Alright. And we are starting off with Yirog. So, Yirog is going to take the uh, ten-foot step into the room, off to the side a little, so everybody can kind of get in there. He's going to cast Burning Hands. That's going to be 44, right? Yeah. Yep. But I get a reflex save on that, correct? Oh, yeah. Alright, the reflex save is a 20. Ooh, so that's going to be... It was 12 damage, so I guess, what is that, half, right? Half damage. He's a lot tougher than he looks, everyone! Alright. Next up is me, Dodd. I will move about... 20 feet into the room, and I will cast Scorching Ray. And in order to cast Scorching Ray, I am using a wand that I had purchased. And I hit with the, the ray to get it above a 10. So that is going to be 4d6 points of fire damage. 4d6, not 44. 4d6. Wait, you're 46. Just 40. And that one ray hits for 21 points of damage on this mummy. Take that mummy. You, you know, this was for the children, right? <laughs> Mummies have really high hit points, so I'm trying to soften them up. Okay. Not me. I'm just like, I'm going to be like that dad at the uh, kid's birthday party where he just goes to town on that pinata. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Yang. Okay, so you wanted to uh, transmute your do the magic stone. Yeah, so I want to do the magic stone. So what is the magic stone? What is that? So I can throw magical rocks at it. So it's the same. Uh, it's part of it. it's a racial ability that we have to transmute uh, three stones per day into. So uh, it's the same ones that I gave Kata. Ah. So she gets a plus one to her attack on the stone, and then her damage is the same for the Kata did. Okay. So, move into the, the room and throw the stones. Where do you want to, how far under the room do you want to go? Um, 
I'm gonna move ten feet in the room. So she rolled a twelve. She gets a plus one, so thirteen. Thirteen is a miss. Mummies have high AC and lots of hit points. But you can't finish a Egyptian pyramid adventure without a mummy fight, right? Very true. Oh, yes. One hundred percent. All right, Kata, you would be next. Okay. Um, since this is a zombie, it's an undead, right? Yes, it is. So I would like to use the magic pebbles. Okay. Which you said that they get that whenever it's an undead, you get to use two d six, right? Yep, two d six plus two. If you hit them, let's see if you hit them. Gotta roll a d twenty with the sling. I got a five. <laughs> a, a five is gonna miss. At least you got two more though. <laughs> yep. yep. Still got more chances. Okay, Dee Dee. Um, Dee is going to. Where am I? Okay, I see. So I am going to step just inside and in the in the path of the mummy, and then I am going to fire my crossbow. And I have loaded up a incendiary bolt. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen total. Fourteen total. That's a miss. I have no idea. You guys, you children need to do better. <laughs> so did us. No, it was, it, yeah, no, they, the other two dads hit. All right. I missed. Terror, it is your turn. What you got for this mummy? I am going to use my blowgun. Okay. Twenty-two. That's a hit. So you got a two. Haft is one. But it's poisoned. Oh, it's poisoned. Yes. Undead or immune to poison. Ooh, it was drought poison. It's life poison. It gives them life. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that to a mummy. No, a drought poison would have um, made him unconscious for a minute. Uh huh. Well, they can't be unconscious. Well, now I know. Yep. I but, don't have any conscience. But you do at least that one point of damage. So it takes one point. Next up is the mummy. Let's see. He has lots of options in front of him. He has like a five foot step up. And he is going to try to slam Dodd. And definitely hit with a 30. A 30. <laughs> wow. Dot takes 12 points of damage, and I have to make a fortitude save. Pretty sure I failed that. That is a 10, and I did fail. So Dodd now is uh, cursed with mummy rot. There's a room. There's a there's a room in the front that removes curse. So so Dodd will be uh, making sure to stop by that room on the way out. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, that brings us back to the top of the round with Irog. Alright. So Irog is going to cast uh, Bull Strength on his daughter. So that's going to give her a plus four to her strength. Plus four to strength, so therefore a plus two modifier. Mm-hmm. And it's for one minute per level, so I am level four, so for four minutes. So through the rest of this combat. So, Mariah, for all of your strength stuff, you'll get a plus two to attack and a plus two to damage. And next up is 
Dodd. Five foot step back, and now I'm casting Burning Hands. Mummy makes a reflex save, and uh, that's a natural three. Ooh. Oh, for the mummy. Oh, that's good. Mummy. That's good. That, that, that's good. <laughs> we want that. Yeah, who's that you want, Philip? <laughs> Turns out he was a spy all along. <laughs> I was the mummy the whole time. He just, like, rips off his face. I was the mummy. And that is eight <laughs> points of damage to the mummy. And that'll bring us to Yang. Okay, so I'm gonna do the rage, and when I do it, I have dead calm. So... Dead what? Dead calm. Dead calm, okay. So for as a Dreadnought, she has dead calm, so she doesn't take as much bonuses from rage, but she also doesn't gain the negative to AC or a fatigue state afterwards. Well, that's nice. So she's got full strength and rage going. Mm-hmm. And so she gets plus two to her strength on that, so it'll be plus three to attack damage, right? So, 16. Plus your three here is 19, plus your... Okay, so I hit... It's 23. 23 hits? Yes. Okay, roll that damage. <laughs> hey, guys. Stop. Okay, two plus one. Two plus one? No, stop! Plus those. <laughs> yeah, so you have your two, plus your three. Two, five. Plus whatever your damage is here. Nine. Nine points of damage. And you're using your sword this time? Yes. Okay. So just like with the skeletons, you see that this doesn't quite do as much damage as it should. But some of it does go through. And that'll bring us to Kata. Um, I would like to use my scythe. And uh, I got a, um, a five. Five again? Five. Swing and a miss. I am very disappointed in myself. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Didi. Um, Didi feels dumb dumb because he forgot to cast a buff. Um, he is going to um, say a little quick prayer and do protection from evil. Protection from evil. It, is this creature evil? It's a mummy, so yeah, I think so. Yes, it is. Okay, so everybody. It's a plus two, the reflection bonus on your AC, and plus two resistance bonuses on saves. Sorry about that, Dodd. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there you go. Add plus two to AC, and then anytime you have to make a a resistance bonus. Very good. Terror. You want to use the blowgun again, or you want to try to move in and use your quarterstaff on it? I would like to move in and use my quarterstaff. Very good. Can move in right by him and use that quarterstaff. 16 hit points. 16 is gonna be a miss. Bummer. This guy has high AC. He has really high AC. He's hard to hit. That's why he's the bad guy. The big bad guy. Wait, this is the boss? Hmm? Who do you think is the boss of the pyramid? Like a pharaoh. Like a, well, a mummy used to be a pharaoh. A, a mummy used to be just an Egyptian king. Which is a pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, that was right. It is now the mummy's turn. He's got lots of options here. He is surrounded by the youngsters. So which one will he go for? I am going to roll a d6. And if it's 
one or two, he attacks Terror. Three or four, he attacks Yang. Five or six, he attacks Kata. Uh-oh. It's a one. He's attacking Terror. Remember, you get Good. plus two to your AC. I'm going to assume that that is a hit, because that is a 22. That is a hit. 2,550, wow. And then, Terror, you take 11 points of damage. So whatever your hit points is, subtract 11 from that. So since you have 11 hit points to start, you are considered disabled. So that means your next turn, you can either move or attack. But whenever you do, you will fall unconscious. And then I also need you to make a fortitude save to see about the mummy ride. See if see if you join Dodd getting turned into a mummy. Twenty. Twenty? Alright. You're able to shake off the mummy rod. So you are not infected. That brings us to Irog. Alright. Irog is going to he's got a between him and Terror is uh his daughter, so he's going to try to scoot around his daughter and get near Terror, and he's going to cast Cure Light Wounds. Very good. Eleven. So you get all your hit points back. <laughs> You're healthy again. It's like nothing ever happened. Time just restarts. <laughs> Alright, next up is Dodd. He's pissed off seeing this thing almost knock his son unconscious, so he's going to use that Wand of Scorching Ray again. Range touch attack on this guy. Beats his touch. So that's a hit. That's 4d6 points of damage. Almost maximum damage. (laughs) (laughs) And that is 40 points of damage to this mummy. And the mummy burns up and is gone. Wow. Yeah. And the mummy is defeated, and everyone celebrates. We line Yay! our pockets with with gold and jewels. Oh yeah, and you guys go to the other room so that you don't like stay stuff. cursed. <laughs> I Dodd makes his way back to the uh, the sanctuary where he can cast remove curse on himself. Yay! Actually, I, that one remove curse might be a cleric spell. So I got lesser restoration too. So. Dee <laughs> might have to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. But ultimately, <laughs> you've saved the day. Do you guys enjoy your first dungeon crawl? Or I know most of you guys have played already before. Do you guys have fun? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Something you think you might want to do again? Yeah. I mean, I already played yeah. Dungeons and Dragons like once a month. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. then next time we play, did they level up? Guess what? Yeah. You're level two now. So the next oh. time we play, you guys can have a level two character. Oh, cool! Great. Level two. Great. Oh yeah. All right. Now oh. you're level. You're level one again. Yeah. <laughs> um, For that reason. Yeah. Level two. Level two. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. There we yes. go. There we go. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for playing with Thanks us. Thanks for playing, and we'll see you next time.